think I really wanted to play with this idea of um, uh, black life thriving over that, you know, or within that really oppressive, heavy, white, cold snow kind of like bearing down. That was Javon Speller, who's collaborating with Andy Doucette on a new installation. But more on that in a moment. You're listening to The Great Northern Podcast. I'm your host, Jeffy Nilica. During this limited series, we'll get to listen in on conversations had by artists, chefs, architects, and thinkers who are shaping the culture of the North. The Great Northern celebrates cold, creative winters through 10 days of diverse programming that invigorate the mind and body. In an era of changing climate that threatens our signature season, the Great Northern seeks to create community, inspire action, and share the resilient spirit of the North with the world. For more information, visit thegreatnorthernfestival.com. In this final episode of the Great Northern Podcast, we wrap up by looking forward with a project that is still in an ideation stage. Artist Javon Speller and Andy Doucette got together to talk about their collaboration for the Great Northern Festival 2022. We wanted to give you a glimpse of a substantial project early in its formation. Javon Speller is a research-based artist that explores ancestry, identity, and spatial memory. Javon is currently an artist-in-resident at Second Shift Audio Space and is a recipient of the 2018 McKnight Visual Artist Fellowship, a 2018 Next Step Fund Grant, and a 2016 Jerome Emerging Artist Fellowship. Andy Doucette is an artist whose work is in the collections of the Minneapolis Institute of Art, Crystal Bridges Museum of American Art, and the Walker Art Center. And he recently completed a series of projects commissioned by Site Santa Fe. His work has been featured by Art Forum, New American Paintings, and the Washington Post. He was the recipient of the 2017 McKnight Visual Arts Fellowship. To stay up to date on the project, please follow the Great Northern Festival on social media and sign up for our newsletter. And now, here's Andy and Jovan. Well, hello there, Jovan. Hi, Andy. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's good to see you. Good to talk to you. Likewise, good to talk to you too. It seems like this is the way that we're all interacting right now is looking around on a rectangle and engaging in conversations that we usually have in person. Yeah, pretty fun. So why, what are we here to discuss? Um, we're here to discuss our dreams, man, of making really amazing, really ambitious, really powerful, um, really timely and relevant art for the public to enjoy. But whatever it is, <laughs> it's a future project that isn't completely defined and we don't know exactly what's going to be yet, which is both daunting and incredibly exciting. But maybe we'll figure it out in this conversation. Let's do it. I would love to hear about... I mean, I know that you were first approached um, with this project to present at the Great Northern Festival. And so I'm curious, like, what was that? What was that call like? And what got you to this place of collaborating with me? Sure. Sure. You <laughs> know, uh, collaboration, I'm sure, is a word that we're going to come back to a lot in this conversation because it seems to be both embedded in the theoretical underpinnings of what we're looking to accomplish with our project. It seems what we all need as human beings right now. And it seems as artists for both of us, a unique opportunity to, uh, to challenge and to find you know, common ground and overlaps in practice and grow other areas and also lean on each other where we don't necessarily have experience or expertise in one area, which is you know, collaboration. Absolutely. I love I I love that. Um, 
I think that it's really important to right now to experiment with ways to bring our voices together. It was it was really interesting because I think the first question that you or one of the first questions that you were asking or that Kate was really asking was like, um, what is winter culture? You know, and because of, you know, who I am, it, just my, my identity and because of um, where we are right now in the world and what's going on, like that really to me was like, what's winter culture for black people, like in, in black community? Um, because I'm originally from L.A., so I'm from warm places. I think that you remembered that I was I did not like the cold. Right. You were like, I feel like I remember you saying you don't like the cold. I was like, yeah, that's real. Um, And then I was like trying to think back of like, do I know anybody who does like the cold? You know? Um, And so I started like talking to my friends and peers and family about like, what do you do in the winter? And it, they painted this picture of like finding warmth. (laughs) (laughs) you know it wasn't like oh yeah I go skiing and like you know I love going out and making snow angels and building snowmen like there was I there wasn't a lot of embracing the snow or the cold it was like I search for warmth and create home in a more intimate way and so um, I don't know if you want to talk about those first um, images that you made but I was really struck by one of them and um, really wanted to like center black life within one of the structures that you made. And so that was like our first kind of, you know, coming together, um, bringing our two ideas together. But I would love it if you would talk a little bit more about those first ideas that you had. The idea that we kind of went back and forth on an awful lot was uh, basically blowing a giant snowdrift out of over the Stone Arch Bridge with snow machines on the island where the hydroelectric dam is, powered by the hydroelectric dam, drawing water from the Mississippi, making the Stone Arch Bridge semi-impassable, save for some sort of pass-through, and then the snow melting and going back into the river. Right. This cyclical, uh, kind of never-ending, power-by-and-of-the-landscape uh, snowdrift. Yeah. Yeah, you were really embracing that winter. You were really, you were going for it. No, like, I mean, it's just, I, I find it interesting now that we're talking about it because it was like your immediate response was like to really work with what's happening in nature, you know, at this time. Um, and my immediate response was, oh, I could, I could do something inside of that. <laughs> you know, I could, uh, mm-hmm. rather than, you know, really working with the exterior, I was like trying to go interior. Um, and so I think that, uh, you know, when we were talking about that experience, like what's the, the viewer audience experience when, um, if we could make that, you know, really happen, um, then it was like, well, they have to walk through it, right? Like, what is that what is that going to feel like right and that's when when i think i really wanted to play with this idea of um uh, black life thriving over that, mm-hmm. you know, or within that really oppressive, heavy, white, cold snow kind of like bearing down. Um, and so that's the concept that main that continues that maintains, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was the that was a sort of like collaborative coming together right there mm-hmm. where it was, oh, I see how I see how these fit, right. and it sees and you, you talked about like the white 
cold, you know, uh, northern environment that's surrounding. But again, there's this cyclical, seasonal, this is consistently, constantly happening. Right, exactly. And I think what we both got really excited about was, you know, this, this festival is looking to highlight during a time of cold and darkness, this is how we survive and celebrate, let alone, uh, you know, not just hiding inside. This is how we live. Mm -hmm. And showing that from a festival standpoint and then from a conceptual standing point, broadening that metaphor to thinking about how we as people and we as people and members of different kinds of communities, how we can all come together and how is there common ground and how is there a visible and visual manifestation of what we do here in the North, but where we're at right now as a people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So cut to what the project actually is now in this day, in this form, at this moment, because it will continue to grow and shift. Um, But now we're really thinking about, I mean, we have to, we have to try to figure out like, how do we maintain um, this ambitious, uh, experience, um, mm-hmm. while also like making it feasible, right? Yes. Yeah. So the bridge, the bridge was out. The bridge was out. That's a lot of red tape. That's a lot of. That's a lot to figure out. There's a lot of commas and zeros. That's a too. lot of commas and zeros. I don't yeah. gotta like that. <laughs> mm, no. And it's you know if 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 I may jump in for a yeah. second, like it's it's like one of the besides the commas and zeros and the red tape and looking to pull something like this off, something that you and I keep coming back to is this idea of, but then what does it do? right? So that's I mean, that's kind of where we're at right now, right? is how does it live past us? How does it contribute? How is it both of us put together to form whatever we decide to come up with? But, and, and where do we put it to really make sense of, we keep talking about it, which we'll get to in a couple seconds, but we're now thinking an awful lot about, you know, sight and how this lives past us and how this message can be carried on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it is going to be a, I want to call it an, 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 a sculptural installation, um, Mm that is a uh, greenhouse garden within uh, that that um, really does center black life. And the way that it does that is it has thriving, deeply hued, purple, black, dark, dark brown, dark, dark green plants growing within it. Um, so there are a lot of plants that reflect as black. Um, and I had this idea of like, you know, this call to Black Lives, Ma- Black Lives Matter and um, th- that being such for whatever, <laughs> for whatever reason, that's such a controversial notion. Um, and I'm like, you know, Black life is a naturally occurring thing throughout nature, throughout time. So, um, so, I, so I wanted to bring in deeply hued plants um, and, and, and use that as a stand in for thriving black life, um, within this oppressive culture, but within an oppressive environment. Um, and I think that that is like, a an ode to, uh, 
uh, in an honoring of, you know, kind of histories of black culture um, and black communities and black peoples over time, um, being able to survive and thrive through, um, through oppression um, over centuries. So, um, so this will be uh, an installation that is encased in ice. Um, and that's when, you know, we, we really start to, you know, think about what is that, that viewer experience? Like, how do we create, um, you know, a, a space that feels like an oasis um, that really does reflect um, uh, the sensibilities of Blackness that Black people feel, right? This warmth, this feeling of coming together, um, you know, so it's going to be an interesting road uh, putting the project together and trying to really like not only you know plant this garden um, within an ice structure, but but create the environment that we want it to that we want it to really like feel like right. Like how do you control the temperature within there? What effect will that have on the ice structure? Um, and we we're embracing all of those things, I believe. Right. So there's a portion mm-hmm. of this that will. Uh, of the of the experience that will be amplified through through various areas being mic'd, right? So we're going to have mm-hmm. um, mics implanted within the ice and within the stone path, so that you can kind of feel this. Uh, it's like a soundscape kind of happening around you as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. For anybody who's been walking on a frozen lake in the middle of early winter, not probably me. not Jovan. No, not me. <laughs> but to anybody that's been walking on a frozen lake, uh, you hear these deep reverberating rumblings that you swear are coming from the center of the earth, that the ice is settling and maybe cracking. And when you're standing on it, even if you're a seasoned ice walker, you're thinking, is this the time I go through? Mm-hmm. Like there's something, Schrodinger's ice. It's both you're falling through and you're being a, you're being supported by it at the same time. And this contact miking within the ice of being inside this environment that is warm, it's arboretum slash cons- Como conservatory type. It transports you to a place that we're used to as Minnesotans in the winter, right? You go and you breathe humid air and you see living plants and you go, oh, right, that's what this could be like and you're in this space for a little bit and then you hear this amplified cracking around you that reminds you that even though you have respite and you've taken refuge somewhere that there is this external force and weight around you that could either be settling and melting and going away or it could be cracking and falling on you and it's in that place, it's. I'm, I remember the conversation. We both got really excited about this idea of being both in a settling and unsettling space. Right. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Jovan, thank you so much for all of your kind words and support. And again, like I so appreciate your friendship and collaboration on this project. It's a lot of fun. And uh, I know we're both really excited to see who else we can bring into the mix yes. for con- or conversation, collaboration, but also um, hopefully deliver to the people of the Twin Cities for the Great Northern Festival 2022. Absolutely. Well, stay tuned, everyone. It's going to happen. Yes. <laughs> all right, Andy. See you later. Take care, Jovan. Thanks so much to Andy and Javon for their conversation. I can't wait to see the project realized. And thanks for taking time to listen to this podcast. We hope it's just one of the ways that you interact with the Great Northern. 
For a full schedule of all the events, or to make a donation to support these exciting programs, head on over to thegreatnorthernfestival.com. We'll see you next year. If you're inspired by this episode, please rate and leave a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts. I'm Jeffy Nilica, your host and producer of The Great Northern Podcast. Our sound engineer is Lily Wen. Kate Nordstrom is executive director. Natalie Roman is festival producer. Music in this episode is provided by Dave King. The Great Northern is supported by The McKnight Foundation, Ascoff Finlayson, U.S. Bank, The Minneapolis Foundation, Greater MSP, I Ponder, Meet Minneapolis, The Carlson Family Foundation, Caribou Coffee, Weinstein Hammonds Gallery, Climate Generation, Nature Valley, Minnesota Public Radio, Renaissance Minneapolis Hotel, The Depot, and Sahan Journal.